Tis good, my black kings and my black queens. And, yes, I said and, my good people of the kingdom. That's what we're going to call y'all. For everybody else that's not a black queen or a, a black king or a black queen, uh, we're just going to call you uh, people of the kingdom, you know? Uh, like I said, I was going to try to come up with something inclusive, something that includes everybody. Uh, that's the best I can think of at the moment so far. So, I mean, yes, you are kings and queens in your own right, in your own respects. But this show is dedicated to black people, African-American people. So on this show... There are people of the kingdom. On any other show, you can be a king and queen. But on this show, if you don't identify as black, then you are part of the kingdom. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. You still are part of us, you know. But anyway, how y'all doing today, man? I hope y'all are doing great. Hope you're doing good. It's Saturday. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Uh, If you got to work today, amen. Hope you have a great day at work. Um, if you don't have to work today, what are you doing? What do you usually do on Saturdays? Um, for me, I usually just chill, read, you know, um, clean. I, of course, clean, clean, clean. Of course, gotta do that. Uh, yeah, really, I just, I just kind of chill, you know, knock out some things that maybe I've been wanting uh, to get done. Some things that I push back on my to-do list until now. That sort of kind, of, just basically getting caught up on the week, basically that kind of thing. Uh, today's February twenty seventh, if I'm not mistaken, and that means we have one more day left for Black History Month. One more day tomorrow. So it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a special episode. I have big news, big 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 news, and. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody will see tomorrow's episode coming. I don't think anybody will be expecting it. But um anywho, for today's episode, we will be talking about the infamous infamous black activist and scholar W.E.B. Du Bois. The W.E.B. stands for William Edward Burghart. I didn't. I didn't even know that. I thought. I thought his actual first name was W. E. B. I mean, I like. I got cousins that go by letters. Like I got a cousin named L. I got a cousin uh, named J D. You know. So, hey, I just thought that was his name. Look at that. You learn something new every day. But anywho, let's jump jump right into this. Should not be that long of an episode. But um, I probably I'm yeah that. This won't be that long of an episode, but I am dropping two. I'm dropping a revamp to the Bobby Seal and the uh, Huey P. Newton episode today as well. Back to back, back to back. So as soon as I drop this one, boom, 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 record it, drop it. Bobby Seal, P- Huey P. Newton coming right behind it, record it, drop it. All right, so like I said, W.E.B. Dubois or William Edward Burkhart Dubois was a pivotal sociologist historian, educator, and socio-political activist who argued for immediate racial equality for African Americans. 
His emergence as a black leader paralleled the rise of the Jim Crow laws of the South and the Progressive Era. He was a co-founder of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP, and has been called the father of social science and the father of Pan-Africanism. Dubois was born in Great Barrington, Massachusetts on February 23, 1868. The Dubois family was one of the few black families living in the predominantly white town in the western part of the state. In high school, Dubois was already focusing on racial inequality. At age 15, he became the local correspondent for the New York Globe and gave lectures and wrote editorials spreading his ideas that black people needed to politicize themselves. That is true. We do need to politicize. Even now, we need to politicize ourselves even more. Uh, Dubois attended an integrated school where he excelled. Upon his graduation from high school, members of his community awarded Dubois with a scholarship to attend Fisk University. While at Fisk, Dubois' experience of racism and poverty was markedly uh, different from his life in Great Barrington. As a result, he decided to dedicate his life to ending racism and uplifting black Americans. In 1888, Dubois graduated from Fisk and was accepted into Harvard University, where he earned a master's degree, a doctorate, and a fellowship to study for two years at the University of Berlin in Germany. He was the first black American to earn a doctorate from Harvard. Yes, he was the first black American to earn a doctorate from Harvard. Can you believe that? The very first one, not the second, not the third, not the fourth, not the fifth or the sixth. He was number one. Like SpongeBob said, he was number one. He was number one, numero uno. Okay, put some respect on my man. Put some respect on the Dubois name, all right? Dubois followed his first teaching job at Wilberforce University with a fellowship at the University, excuse me, at the University of Pennsylvania to conduct a research project in Philadelphia's 7th Ward neighborhood. Researching racism as a social system, he was determined to learn as much as he could in an attempt to find a cure for prejudice and discrimination. His investigations, statistical measurements, and sociological interpretation of this endeavor were published as the Philadelphia Negro. This was the first time such a scientific approach to studying social phenomena was undertaken, which is why Dubois is often called the father of social science. Dubois next taught at Atlanta University, where he remained for 13 years. While there, he studied and wrote about morality, urbanization, business, and education, the church and crime as it affected black society. His main goal was to encourage and help social reform. Oh, I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. Thank you for anybody who said bless you. Uh, initially, 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 ooh, why did I say that? <laughs> Even when I said it right, I had to ask. Initially, initially, Dubois agreed with the philosophy of Booker T. Washington, the preeminent leader of black Americans in the progressive era. Washington's activism and life work were all aimed to help black Americans become skilled in industrial and vocational trade so that they could open businesses and assimilate into American society 
as engaged citizens and become self-reliant. Dubois, however, came to greatly disagree with Washington's incremental compromising approach, and he outlined his arguments in his collection of essays, The Souls of Black Folk, published in 1903. In these writings, Dubois argued that white Americans needed to take responsibility for their contributions to the problem of racial inequality. He He delineated... That is not that word. I said delineated. I added like two syllables in there. All right, bear with me. I, this is a new word I'm encountering. I delineated. Delineated. That's what we're going to go with. Delineated. Or delineated. There we go. Delineated. He delineated the flaws he saw in Washington's argument, but he also argued that black Americans must take better advantage of educational opportunities to uplift their race as they simultaneously fought racism directly. Now, if you don't remember, um, a lot of people kind of had, they had, what can we say? What can we say? I don't want to make it sound bad, but they had... uh, very opinionated views on uh, Booker T. Washington and his sort of passive approach to things, which is why he was called the great accommodator because he was all about, I wouldn't say he was all about, but a lot of the times he was always, uh, I said a lot of the times and then I said always. That doesn't go together. Uh, a lot of the times, he was accommodating to things rather than uh, asserting himself and being like, either we get this or we get this type of thing, you know? But uh, in The Souls of Black Folk, he elaborated on his concept of double consciousness. Quote, it is a peculiar sensation this double consciousness, this sense of always looking at oneself through the eyes of others, of measuring one's soul by the tape of a world that looks on in amused contempt and pity. One ever feels his twoness, an American, a Negro, two souls, two thoughts, two unreconciled strivings, two warring ideas, and one dark body whose dogged strength alone keeps it from being torn asunder. In July of 1905, Dubois organized the Niagara Movement with William Monroe Trotter. This effort took a more forceful approach toward fighting racial inequality. Its chapters throughout the United States fought local acts of discrimination, and the national organization published the newspaper, The Voice of the Negro. The Niagara Movement was dismantled in 1909, and Dubois, along with several other members, joined with white Americans to establish the NAACP. Dubois was appointed director of research in 1910. He left Atlanta University to work full-time as the publications director at the NAACP, where he served as the editor of the organization's magazine, The Crisis, from 1910 to 1934. In addition to urging black American readers to become socially and politically active, the hugely successful publication later showcased literature and visual art of the Harlem Renaissance. 
In 1934, Dubois left the NAACP because of his new advocacy of an African-American nationalist strategy that ran in opposition to the NAACP's commitment to integration, according to the NAACP. He also departed from his job at the crisis and returned to teaching at Atlanta University. Dubois was one of a number of African-American leaders investigated by the FBI, which claimed that in 1942, his writings indicated he was a socialist. At the time, Dubois was a chairman of the Peace Information Center and was one of the signers of the Stockholm Peace Pledge, which opposed the use of nuclear weapons. Dubois later returned to the NAACP as director of special research from 1944 until 1948. As the NAACP notes, quote, During this period, he was active in placing the grievances of African Americans before the United Nations, serving as a consultant to the U.N. founding convention in 1945 and writing the famous An Appeal to the World in 1947. Dubois worked tirelessly to end racial inequality during his career. Through his membership in the American Negro Academy, Dubois developed the idea of the talented 10th, arguing that educated African Americans could lead the fight for racial equality in the United States. Dubois' ideas about the importance of education will be present again during the Harlem Renaissance. During this flowering of black literary, visual, and musical art, Dubois argued that racial equality could be gained through the arts. Using his influence during this time as editor of The Crisis, Dubois promoted the work of many African-American visual artists and writers. Dubois' concern for racial equality was not limited to the United States, as he was an activist for equality for people of African descent throughout the world. As a leader of the Pan-African Movement, Dubois organized conferences for the Pan-African Congress, including its inaugural gathering in 1919. Leaders from Africa and the Americas assembled to discuss racism and oppression, issues that people of African descent faced worldwide. In 1961, Dubois moved to Ghana and renounced his U.S. citizenship. Dubois' health deteriorated during his two years in Ghana. He transcended on August 27, 1963, at age 25. I mean, oh, I said 25. Good gracious. At age 95, okay, 95, not 25, 95. Dubois was given a state funeral in Ghana's capital of Accra. Dubois was a central leader in the fight for racial upliftment and equality in the 20th century. In the world of academia, he is considered to be one of the founders of modern sociology. His body of work inspired the creation of a critical journal of black politics, culture, and society called Souls. His legacy is honored annually by the American Sociological Association, or the ASA, with an award for a career of distinguished scholarship that's given in his name. And yeah, man, that's it for W.E.B. Dubois or William Edward Burkhart Dubois. Good gracious, that's a long name. But uh, yeah, that's, that's my man's life and legacy right there. A piece, well, piece of it, you know, a short, quick synopsis of it. But um, I actually didn't know that they called him the father of social science. That's very interesting. 
I did not know. I wonder for the in- individuals who, you know, major in sociology or minor in sociology, if uh, W.E.B. Du Bois is talked about as the father of social science since the, you know, since social science is sociology, the study of social interactions, you know, at least, yeah, sociology, the study of social, I believe that's what it is, yeah, but, um, yeah, my man was the first person to get a degree from Harvard, um, who else had one, who else was that, that, let me, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, let me check. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me check. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, you guys, Gator Pete has left. Gator Pete is gone, and, um, he will not, he will, he will not be making an appearance for a while. He had to go back down to Louisiana, you know. Take his famous cayenne pepper with him. So, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see if if we can get him back on the show one day, you know. See if we can get him back up here. And um, share his secret to to the galactic gumbo, to the cayenne pepper. But, um, yeah, Booker T. Washington, I believe who it was. But his was honorary. I think he had an honorary degree. So he, like, actually didn't graduate from the school, but they awarded him a degree because of, like, you know, his accomplishments and whatnot. But W.E.B. Dubois was the first one to get it, though. The first African-American to obtain a degree from Harvard University. I always wonder what kind of makes Ivy League schools Ivy League schools. Um, maybe that's something I should look up. Is there a such thing as an Ivy League, like Ivy League HBCUs? You know, I mean, you know, definitely the main ones. Well, the ones here in Georgia would definitely be Ivy League. Morehouse, Spelman. Um, Uh, what's the other one? Morehouse, Spelman, Howard, you know? I feel like those would definitely be... Wait, is Howard? I don't know. But yeah, I wonder if there's a, like an Ivy League eight for HBCUs. Can we not call it the Ivy League, though? Can we call it like... I don't know. I don't know. What what, what can we call it, guys? Not I don't want to call it the Ivy League, because that's just... One that's already taken, and then Ivy reminds me of Ivory, and then Ivory is white. So it'd be kind of weird, you know. Ivy, Ivory. Ivory is like a shade of white or a tint of white. But we're talking about HBCUs. That'd be kind of contradictory, you know what I mean? So I wonder if there is. Somebody let me know. If there is there's like a such thing as a Ivy League version of HBCUs and it's like the top HBCUs to to ten, you know, I got the best professors, most in depth knowledge, the most expensive. Cause trust me, the Ivy Leagues are just expensive, dog. But um, yeah, man, that's it for today's episode. Well, yes, for this episode for today. Now I'm about to give y'all 
the revamped of the Bobby Seal and the uh, Huey P. Newton because that episode was very amateur. Not saying that I'm a pro, but it was a very amateur episode. A lot of unnecessary uh, mistakes and just poor, poor, poor content on my part. And I apologize for that. But we're going to rectify it. And I'm not taking down the old version either. I'm leaving it up. I'm leaving it up. All right. But, uh, yeah, man, y'all stay safe out here. Black peace, black love, black soul. Enjoy this. Share it with your mother, brother, sister, daddy, uncle. And, oh, oh, before I go, before I go, um, yeah, man, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to do the whole social media thing yet. Not yet. I'm not going to focus on that yet right now. But what I am about to do is I'm about to, um, I mean, y'all can still follow the Instagram, the B-L-A-X dot E-N-T. That is B-L-A-X dot E-N-T on Instagram. More than welcome to follow it. But I think I'm going to focus on, um, I'm really just going to focus on, you know, cranking out episodes, getting out content out. And then I'm also going to make a website. Yes, I'm going to make a website, uh, uh, email listing, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? I think that'll be more beneficial to the cause, more beneficial as far as uh, marketing and getting, getting, gaining recognition, you know, and uh, gaining a following and whatnot. So, yeah, just wanted to update y'all on that. But anywho, anyhow, anyway, any what, share this with your mother, brother, sister, cousin, uncle, daddy, auntie, three times a move, twice replaced, added, subtracted, never divided, black peace, black love, black soul. Y'all be safe out here. Peace out, man.